hello hello welcome to the show i really wanted to have a quick funny nobody asked me about all of the things trending online right now that i am not here for we've got bitcoin we've got crypto we've got nfts and we've got wordles how bored are we is money not enough is this how our parents felt when they started making flip phones and phasing out fax machines i'm truly trying to make it as far as humanly possible in life without getting in to any of those i just reserved my goddamn tiktok handle give a girl a break welcome back to another episode of the botanista podcast it's me Taylor Miriam Rayo, your botanista, who despite lacking full-blown fashion as I record these podcast episodes, I am someone who tries her very best to bring you what it's like to live life, to experience fashion, interior design, trends, coffee shops, glasses of Miller Lite, or wine, or essential water from right here in the capital region and sometimes a bit further beyond. Today's episode, as always, is brought to you by Miller Lite, but that's not what I'm sipping today. I am sipping my favorite overachieving H2O Essentia water, 9.5 pH or higher. I don't really know what pH is. I know it comes on a scale. I know you can find it anywhere from the bottle of H2O in your hands all the way down to your V. So it must be a magical thing. This is also purified water. It has electrolytes in it for taste. Personally, I love essential water uh, because the Kardashians drink it. But personally, I do think a lot of water tastes the same, but that's okay. As long as you're drinking something with a nice pH, as long as you're drinking Essentia, you can be on the highest scale of water that tastes the same. We know water is water, but if it is, just make it simple. Drink Essentia. Don't look around and look at all your options. Just get what you need. If it's good enough for the Kardashians, it's good enough for me. And that truly should be the official slogan of Essentia Water. Put all these other taglines aside. I recently actually caught up with the Kardashians. And I feel like I made a little bit of a mistake. The first episode of 2022 is when I went on just a little mini rant about Tristan Thompson, Khloe Kardashian's baby daddy, who was on again, off again, trying to make it work, what have you. And when we then again sort of put him out there on the spotlight as he was fathering another child with another woman, I I made a big deal about it. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't act like it was that bad because I didn't think him and Chloe were still together. And this is my fault, 100%, Hundo P, for not watching the final season of Keeping Up With The Kardashians as I used to. Here's the reason why, quick side note, I have YouTube TV now and I have for a while. And the one thing I don't love about it, wow, this is really going to come full circle because of another thing, is that there's no channel numbers. So it's basically just a guide and you memorize the position, you know, it's like a, in a first quarter spot, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, 
kind of situation as you scroll down. And what I've noticed over the past year or so that we've had it is that I find myself not watching some of the shows that I always used to watch because I don't know what channel number they're on and they're too far down in the quadrants of the the guide that I'm watching. I used to watch a ton of Shark Tank, haven't watched it in a while. Used to watch a ton of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, haven't watched it in a while. I keep getting stuck on full circle moment. Ta-da! The Impractical Jokers. Because that is the channel that I recognize first that I'm like, oh shit, I want to watch that. Haven't even streamed as much HGTV as usual. I'm a huge love it or list it fan, or as I call it, love it, list it, or just get divorced fan. Back to Tristan though. In this, what I believe is the final season of Keeping Up, Tristan and Chloe are trying to make it work. He's a full-blown character on the show. None of you stopped me. None of you told me that. And I know I was harsh, but I think I could have been a little bit harsher if I knew that not only were they trying to have another kid together, which I understood as a co-parenting situation where they weren't going to be romantically involved, as he's portrayed in this final season, is like they're lovey-dovey, they're hanging, he's having heart-to-hearts with the family, they're trying to make it work. Meanwhile, Kourtney Kardashian and Scott Disick are also in a will-they-won't-they classic situation. Who doesn't love a good will-they-won't-they? I don't. I won't stand for it. Boy, bye to both of those guys in 2022. Scott Disick, shoulda, woulda, coulda, I guess. I don't know. And Tristan, no more. Get off the court. Get out of our minds and our hearts. You are out of the picture for the Kardashians. They have moved on. Why did I start there? Why did I start? Oh, because obviously my Sencha water. I love them. And guess what? Scott Disick was sipping a Sencha in one of the last episodes that I was watching. So that is fabulous. I am so excited to be back here podcasting again to debut my new haircut. What do you girls think? The reels that I posted got a lot of love. Who is that Bia girl, singer? I used a, a little uh, risque song to debut the new hair. Listen, I, I didn't warn you. I didn't tell you. I just freaking sent it with a new haircut inspired by Succession on HBO, which I have also talked about at some length, at a short length, on this show. Naomi Pierce is a character who dates Kendall Roy in Succession. She has sort of a troubled past. They connect. And she's just like this very elusive, like free spirit, no fucks given type of character. And of course, she's far taller, far skinnier, far more famous than me. But I always use like Jennifer Aniston as the comparison to like a celebrity haircut. Like how many girls for how many years were going into the salon being like, make me look like Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, whoever. Um, It's never going to happen. But of course, we get our celeb uh, hairspiration, and sometimes we just have to go for it. So I just went for it, basically, simply, no no warning, um, just kind of saw it on succession. I've always been intrigued by a short haircut. Um, I've gone short in the past. We know my hair doesn't grow, but I've never really gone above shoulder length, maybe just slightly once, but I've never been in a position where I can't put my hair in a ponytail, and that is where we are living right now. We are L-I-V-I-N with the short haircut. I'm a short girl. Um, 
And I'm here for it. I have to give a huge thank out. Thank you. Shout out. Thank you slash shout out. Thank out. Love it. Uh, to my girl Alex at Alexandria's Beauty Salon. Not only is she going to always be honest with her clients on what they want, but she's the most accommodating, personable, amazing salon owner in the Capital Region. I love working with her. She always makes me feel my best and make me feel confident. And I floated a lot of ideas by her in the past. We've gotten to try all my Kristen Cavallari hair dreams. Speaking of hairspiration, um, I did, of course, confront her when I heard that blondes were chuggy, according to Gen Z, and she said, you are never dying your hair brown. So when she told me that, I think that fueled the fire a little bit to make a change. I've loved my extensions that I've had in for volume for the past few months, but I always have a hard time with the front of my hair really growing. I sleep like a psychopath. Hashtag Trump hair. Hashtag Trump hair 2022, 23, 24, infinity and beyond. So I just thought this chop would be like a nice fresh start. And so far, so good. Horrible timing, obviously, before my trip to Buffalo. If you caught anything that I was up to this past weekend on Two Buttons Deep, a lot of neck exposure with short hair. But as always, anytime we talk about hair on the Botanista podcast, um, I think it's one of the biggest, best and boldest ways to come out of your shell, feel super, super confident, I know it's a huge risk. It's a huge gamble. You can't go back once you make a big change, but I guarantee you, you'll grow into it. You'll find that it's worth it. I personally am excited to try a lot of new styles that I've always liked. Um, Alex said one really good point to me when we were debating what to do and if I should do it or not. Obviously, me being a little bit heavier in recent times, I was worried that it was going to make me look even heavier than I am, which I do have another story about that too, if I can get to it. But She's like, you need to stay up with the trends. Like if things are changing, like you should embrace that and, you know, show your, you know, your followers and play around like you do with fashion and everything else. And I love short hair. I've been on that train for a long time. So that really solidified that, like, you know, if anything, it's something to talk about. It's something to kind of grow with and go with the flow with. And I'm super excited about it. I hope it looks okay in the headphones. I didn't have the best chance to really style it all weekend because I had beanies and hats on and all that fun stuff, turtleneck. So not really necessarily the best time to flaunt the short hair that you got. But I have some big events coming up where I'm really excited to see what Alex and her team at the salon can do. And of course, if you ever go to Alexandria's, tell them that the Buttonista sent you. They will be more than thrilled and more than happy to help you. So um, thanks for all the love on that post too that I got. Um, I was thinking of that song, Chopped and Screwed by T-Pain. You've officially been chopped and screwed. That's, I'm, what is this, a children's song? Who do I think I am? Um, But that's not the song that I have in my mind these days. The song that I have in my mind is Edamame, Just like Bitcoin and this and that, I don't know who sings it. I don't want to know. The name kind of sounds like Bitcoin. It has some dollar signs in it. But holy shit, that song is a certified banger. It slaps. And everybody in my life made fun of me when I said certified banger and it slaps. And I'm like, I thought those were in. I thought people still said those terms. I guess they don't. But that song, oh baby, I've been on a little bit of a music hiatus for the past, I don't know, honestly, maybe year. 
I feel like the pandemic accelerated some albums, like pushed back others. I got lost in a big Evermore, Taylor Swift, um, you know, kind of loop uh, or Red album or whatever. I've been doing both of those and just been in a little bit of a music rut. I love Spotify for the fact that they do suggest new artists and push new stuff your way when the song or the playlist that you're listening to runs out. But sometimes if you're not in the mood to try something new, you just go back to Old Faithful. Or for me, when I'm driving, I stream a lot of podcasts instead and try to get inspired there. But the other day, my phone died when I was driving. After Ala Shanghai, another popular post I did on the Botanista last week, incredible, authentic Chinese dim sum in the capital region. The soup dumplings were to die for. I want to be buried on a bed of soup dumplings. They were so freaking good. The experience was spectacular. And I was reserving the last like 8% of battery that I had to take pictures of the experience to capture for you guys. And that led me to my phone being dead in the car. Somehow my charger doesn't work or whatever. And I just touched on the radio and I heard this song, Edamame. I mean, the the chorus is, I'm a pop you like a pea girl, Edamame. I mean, we're not looking good here on the lyrics, but the sillier, the better. I was bumping. I was fist pumping. I was feeling so good. In the car, I couldn't wait for my phone to turn on and tell everybody about it because like Ala Shanghai, by the way, a bone to pick with you girls and your followers and your Aunt Kathy's and whoever you're out there dining with, I think that post was so popular because you all already loved Ala Shanghai. Why didn't anybody tell me how good it was any sooner. Shout out to my one gal pal, Leah, who definitely told me before I did have it take out once, but the dine-in experience was what I was looking for. And the fact that all of you just confirmed it and cheered it on, I know I'm the one that's supposed to be influencing as I sit here in my pajamas every single week. I did put on makeup today and I did straighten my hair because I wanted to debut the new cut in full fashion and well, not full fashion, but full force. But otherwise, obviously, we know I'm not looking my best behind the mic, but that's because most of you, I hope, are just listening. However, even though I'm the influencer, I'm the one that's on the pulse of what's going on. If there's a place as good as Alice Shanghai, I need you to tell me about it, okay? Um, that means I totally lost my train of thought because I was talking, oh, the song, duh, Adamame, speaking of, um, if the, if you guys knew that song in 2021 and you didn't tell me, again, kind of rude, my best friend Kristen is a certified top 40 princess and I'm sort of like the, I'm like the Meghan Markle to her Kate Middleton in terms of top 40 princess. Uh, but I love a good feel good song. I love a bop for in the car, sporting event, what have you. And one of my goals for the Botanista podcast in 2022 is to finally fully legally and lawfully be able to incorporate copyrighted content because the intro music doesn't do it for me. It's a little cheese. It's a little uninspiring. And when you hit play on my show, I want you to get the same feeling that I got when I heard Edamame in the car for the first time. And we also know about me. I'm a huge repeat gal. So when I like a song, I go full force. I make myself completely sick of it. And that's what I'm doing 
with this song. And if all goes according to plan, you already heard it in the beginning of the show because I'm saying fuck off to copyrights and bring on the intro music by popular celebrity artists. Um, so yeah, F off to everybody who didn't tell me about Ala Shanghai and Edamame, but shout out or thank out the new word that we invented today to everybody that streamed the Chasing Friday playlist. I am a huge Spotify fangirl, always have been, have always made my own playlists. I have playlists that go back to literally freshman year of college on my first shiny new MacBook when Spotify kind of first came out. And it's so cool to be able to have that archive back in time. I can tell when I was happy. I can tell when I was sad. I could tell, you know, when things were going good. I could tell when I was into a certain type of music, all just from scrolling back at all the different playlists that I've created. So I love that I can share that with my followers now, always on my link tree, link in bio. And stay tuned for hopefully a lot more good music in the year ahead because I want to have a fun summer. I want to be locked in every single day. And good music can help you do that. And obviously good podcasts too. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, I will do maybe perhaps just a little Buffalo recap because I had so many suggestions from people that reached out that knew we were there. But before we get to that point, I mentioned I have an event coming up where I will be able to uh, test out a new hairstyle and my new cut. And if you have a big event coming up in your life, I know 2022 wedding season is about to be off the charts. I know women are better, faster, stronger, more capable, more confident. Oh, the other thing I don't get besides wordles and shit, what is this gorgeous, gorgeous girls thing? Where did this come from? Gorgeous, gorgeous girls use Quip toothbrushes. I mean, I just came up with that. I don't think anybody said that yet, but that would be a great one. Um, what are gorgeous, gorgeous girls? Where did they come from? I have to go- Do I have to Google that? I don't know what gorgeous, gorgeous girls are, but gorgeous, gorgeous girls that are faster, better, stronger, smarter, more capable, all around better than guys, unless it's a snowstorm day and your guy or your partner shoveled out for you because that is an MVP situation. My guy is out there cooking for me while I record this show, keeping the dog quiet. I am hashtag blessed. And if your guy in your life is hashtag blessed, you will take him to Mr. Formal Wear in Clifton Park for all of his tuxedo needs. If you got a couple of groomsmen on your hands, a little unruly bunch, you got to keep them in line, you got to get them in order, you're not going to trust them to BYOS to a wedding. Bring your own suit. No, black tie is a big upcoming trend after we've all been in sweatpants and joggers for upteen months. It's time to get formal with Mr. Formal Wear in a wonderful, wonderful local business in Clifton Park. Um, I'm going to be doing some stuff coming up with them. I'm going to be dressing my men of Two Buttons Deep up this coming weekend for a very cool award show that we're putting on. But the owner is phenomenal. It's a great experience to go in there and get measured for a tux bring everybody in as a group or send them in individually to get measured, make sure they're feeling comfortable, and honestly just have a worry-free experience. Tuxes are foolproof in the sense 
that they look good. They're quality materials. You don't have to worry about anything. You just book with Mr. Formal and get on your way. Obviously, they have all other kinds of things that you could need for weddings when it comes to men. And I don't know if it's public knowledge, but they're opening up a new location that is going to be much more experiential. They're going to have a putting green. They're going to have a bar. They're going to make it a more enjoyable experience for men shopping. But as we know, women do the talking. They are the real bosses of the situation. So if you have anything coming up in the year ahead, go ahead and check out Mr. Formal Wear and tell them, just like Alexandria Salon, that the Buttonista sent you there. All right. So I took my first trip, my first little road trip of the year and ever to Buffalo, New York. Synonyms for Buffalo. As the locals say, Buffalonians, yuck, hate it, don't like owning anything, not it for me. Below, kind of like it, sounds a little like Laguna Beach-ish to me, going to Below. Someone very cool called it that to me as well, so maybe that's why it feels elevated. Um, the 716, very notable area code, I'm aware uh, were there any other nicknames for Buffalo? Obviously, home of the chicken wing. That is something we will cover more extensively on Two Buttons Deep. But if I don't see another chicken wing again, I think I'll be happy. After my hot wing challenge to close out 2021, and then basically eating nothing but chicken wings for our entire weekend in Buffalo, home of the chicken wing, I am good on those for a while. I did break sober January. I was going to ignore it, but I'm not going to. I just did a quick little 48-hour hiatus so I could experience all that Buffalo has to offer and, most importantly, stay insulated from the cold during the Bills tailgate. I didn't overdo it. And honestly, the best of all, I didn't really love it. I can tell that my 12 or so day hiatus that I did take worked because when I had a couple sips, I was like, this isn't worth it. Like, I didn't feel super excited. I felt like I was just drinking to drink. So as you can see, I'm back with my water. I'm back on the train. And I think that was good, actually, to just do take a little dip, dip my toes in a little bit, see how I felt. And now I'm feeling strong to close out the month on SSJ. So if you're out there and you're doing it, I hope I didn't let you down too much. My idea with SSJ from the beginning was that it should be like who wants to be a millionaire rules. I can't remember if I said that last week, but I think you should be able to, you know, phone a friend, ask the audience, you know, take a rain check, that type of thing, and, you know, not miss out on certain experiences or events just because you've made a little promise to yourself. So there's a ton of breweries in Buffalo. We did hit some of those up. The food I was not impressed with. Beef on Weck, eh. I am a little bit of a roast beef girl, but... It was all right. Don't love the salt bun. Duff's Wings, overrated. Again, we'll talk about that more on Two Buttons Deep. Uh, We hit up a good coffee shop. Oxford Pennant, that was a huge hit for me. That is a company that I found on social media a few years ago. I bought some of their items as gifts. They make really cool pennants with fun phrases, bright colors, and they have a very cool Instagram presence online. And when we were there... We were able to connect with the owners, 
see a possible collab in the future. That could be very cool. So I'm glad I had a very nice retail store experience. I love brands that just absolutely nail it with their marketing and their energy. So Oxford Pennant was probably the highlight of my trip. Um, getting an inside-outside car wash from Hoffman is going to be the post highlight of my trip alongside with getting back to the gym after all the french fries wings and breaded foods that I ate but the most important thing we did was tailgate the Bills game I tried to do it in style the best I could in my vintage snowshoot snowshoot my vintage snowshoot from shop diner little red white and blue I got to stay a closeted Patriots fan, but I have, my family lived in Buffalo for a little bit. Allegedly, my parents did. I remember my dad had an old school Bills hat. So if I had to pick a second team, it would be the Bills. Their enthusiasm for the game of football in the coldest place I've ever been is unbeatable, unmatched. I was welcome into their tailgate with open arms. I met the Buffalo food slut who thought she was a huge deal, and she was. She has a huge following out there. She was super fun. She gave us some pizza, uh, but she acted like me and Jack were, like, basically nothing. Like, she just kind of brushed, not brushed us off, but, like, obviously she was the star of her show out there because everybody knows her as the Buffalo Food Slut, so it was very cool to connect with somebody that does something similar to what we do, but you could tell she was just kind of like, oh, cool, like, you guys have a blog or whatever. And then as we followed her, we realized we have more followers than she does on Two Buttons Deep. It's not a competition. No big deal. No one's mad. Just still thinking about it. But uh, I'm glad that we got to connect with kind of another local influencer out there. She's hot on the food scene. I wish I connected with her before we did our tour because maybe we would have hit up a couple more spots. But if you loved any part of the Buffalo content, help me. Help me bring us collectively more travel content, but down south. Let's do Palm Springs again in California out west. Let's do Miami. Let's do Charleston. I have some trips coming up this year like Charleston, Savannah, Atlanta. So I'm hoping to bring you guys some more travel content if you're into it and you like it. I think there's big potential there to, you know, make sure you know what the spots are, what the stops are, where the cocktails are at, where the shopping is. I would love to do that in a place that is a little warmer and a little more my scene, but I will say Buffalo has a lot of, um, you know, it has Capital Region vibes. Like it has a lot of great local stuff. It's definitely more spread out and a lot bigger. I didn't know it was the second biggest city in New York. Um, I didn't know Niagara Falls wasn't one of the seven wonders of the world. I will be first thing in the morning, as soon as the bell rings, I will be calling Orenda Elementary School to get a list of all my past teachers And then I will be following up with them and see who was the one that convinced me that it was a wonder of the world. I swear to God, Niagara Falls was a wonder. I saw it. It was half a wonder. I was more um, in awe of the CN Tower, which is like the signature uh, Drake kind of symbol across the way in Toronto, Canada. But we probably spent half of the drive to Buffalo Googling what the seven wonders of the world are. And holy shit, we just need to reinvent this. Like, who is on the scene with me? Should we form a committee? Do we need to do a case study? The real wonders of the world are pretty much all destroyed. Like, did not know that. Then we're talking man-made ones, like the Empire State Building. 
Uh, I mean, let's just rewind here. What is the right one? I mean, I think Wikipedia was as close as we're going to get. So I don't know. I need to revisit my history books or something. But I did go see Niagara Falls. I felt accomplished, even though I was there for five minutes. I feel like that's something you just have to do. And something I have to do right now is take a quick sip break. So hold on a sec. I had a choice to choose to edit edit that out later, which I am capable of doing, or make a really lame noise because I miss ASMR very much. I miss always sipping Miller's and Essentia in terms of ASMR is good enough. It will give you a little flavor of some light whispering action that we always try to accomplish on this show. Oh, the next thing that I want to talk about, it's kind of fun. I feel like I don't have a lot of funny stuff today. And one of my favorite things is when people tell me I'm funny. Like, I don't want to be cute. I don't even want to be fashionable. I just want to be funny. That's really what I want. I just signed up for my first improv class with Upright Citizens Brigade, which is one of the famous New York slash L.A. um comedy houses, comedy brothels, comedy troops, what do you want to call it? I don't know. But I feel very, um, to follow up on the clear-headedness, I feel very motivated. I feel locked in, as one of our own Billy Floyd would say. He's a good, for a good time, call Billy Floyd. No, for a good time, follow Billy Floyd. He is literally the most motivated, driven person I've ever met. It's almost scary, but it's also inspiring. And Something I've realized lately, and it's not New Year's resolution bullshit. I think it's just where I'm at, why I'm at this place, is that obviously, to be cliche, we are all in control of our own destiny here, but I have goals for myself, and if I'm thriving on being told that I'm funny and I want to get funnier, I can do that. I'm in control of that. I can learn things. I can get better at my craft. I want to get better at podcasting. Obviously, there's a million, billion, trillion things I want to do. And taking improv class is one of them. Always wanted to do it at Mopco in Schenectady, but thought I would aim for the stars, thought I would go for some of the greats. I would have even been interested in traveling down to New York City to take the classes if they were in person. Now that I have more free, so to speak, time on my hands in terms of the nine to five life being gone. But of course, due to the novel coronavirus, ever heard of it, ever got it. I still haven't. Personal question for myself. How? How? How, how, how? I don't know. But I am COVID free and I am no longer free on Fridays from 4 to 6 because I will be taking an online version. Google Meets, get at me. What's going on? Hope they like my new haircut on the virtual improv class. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully it is worth the time and the money. Hopefully I get a lot funnier. But That is a cool personal development, which was partly paid for by my clothing sales. So thanks to everybody that also contributed to that. Um, Here's a funny story from the 518 this past week. Funny, depending on what your sense of humor is. A Novo Kitchen in Latham, a place that I do endorse. They have a great cold fried chicken sandwich um, and a cool vibe on Latham. Uh, Tourist Connectedy Road, maybe, maybe way down though, heading towards Connectedy. Um, uh, allegedly, and I'm saying allegedly because that is the point of my story. Allegedly, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand 
entered a Novo kitchen for a meeting with some other political people unmasked within the past few weeks. There was security camera footage of her, her breezing by the hostess, kind of looking down, hostess with the mostest. I'm glad I added a hard T there. She breezed, breezed right by the hostess with the mostest without a mask on. She was kind of looking down. Uh, Jack told me over the weekend that when you're walking in ice and cold to walk like a penguin, which I just watched a really good like meme video of like, it was like, if you're having a bad day and you need motivation, follow Billy Floyd. Now, uh, watch these penguins jump from ice uh, ice cap to ice cap or something. And it was very funny. And it was also very inspiring and cute. Hashtag Hoda's morning boost on the Today Show. And he said, walk like a penguin if, you know, to kind of get your footing. And I tried it and it worked. I think that's what Senator Gillibrand was doing when she was walking through Inovo Kitchen, whether she was trying to hide her mask or whether she was trying to prevent herself from slipping. So the owner of Inovo Kitchen went on a total rant. He published this video of her from the security footage on social media. And the message was basically, you know, do better. You're part of the political class that is enforcing these mandates and these rules upon us. You are a regular citizen, walking human being on earth who should be respectful and attentive to the rules. Um, You know, she just kind of ignored, you know, the whole situation. You shouldn't be above this, blah, blah, blah. You know, everybody in my staff, you know, is owed an apology by you because, you know, they thought they were going to get in trouble by not enforcing it. And, you know, you were just downright rude. And I have obviously my own thoughts on that. Thoughts and opinions are my own always. Um, A lot of people in the comments were saying, you know, you know, obviously a lot of people supporting, which is fine. But then other people saying, you know, how dare you kind of put her on blast like this? Like, do you think it's really necessary to like grab the security footage and like put her out like this. I mean, I don't think I don't think necessarily did anything wrong. I think maybe on the owner's part it was a little bit of an overreaction. Um, you know, there could have been other reasons or whatever. But the comment that got me the most and the comment that I aligned with the most was a bunch of people saying, "This is not Senator Gillibrand. She looks at least 50 to 100 pounds heavier." Than when I've ever seen her on camera. I have seen her and met her in person before. We went to her like failed attempt to run for president party at the Bradley once. And she was absolutely wasted all buttons deep listening to Taylor Swift shake it off. And this security camera footage literally looked nothing like her. I mean, you couldn't tell that it was her. You could hardly see her face. She looked super heavy. She had a coat on. She's looking down, as I mentioned, and I'm sure they were 100% sure it was her to be able to publish this and put her on blast the way that they did. But holy shit, what an unflattering angle. And that's the reason why I'm talking about this. I led at the top of the show with something, I said something about being bigger than usual. She was looking bigger than usual. And all I'm here to say today is I support Kirsten Gillibrand in the fact that she was unrightfully framed In this security camera footage, she has been fish-eyed. And this has happened to me, too. 
As you know, I'm on another podcast every week called Behind the Buttons that documents the company. I co-founded Two Buttons Deep. And something that I've noticed lately, when we cut the clips and we post little snippets of the show, similar to how I do, is that I look fucking huge in these videos. I look like a Russian doll. I legitimately look like a Russian doll in every shape or size along the way. And I refuse to repost them. And I know that my partner in crime here, you know, takes a lot of time to cut and edit, post and tag everybody so that we reshare it and we repost it. But I absolutely refuse to me to to post me looking like a Teletubby because we are using uh, 0.5 mode on the iPhone. Now, 0.5 mode is great. You can get much more like skyscape, scenery, buildings, etc. But it does a number on the human body. We can either go full-blown, zoomed-in Russian doll, like happened to both me and Senator Gillibrand. So I um, lock arms with her in fighting against the injustice of that angle. But we can also be made a little bit taller. So I've had some nice flattering leg and torso moments thanks to 0.5 mode. I don't edit anything. I don't know if you know that. I don't edit my pictures. I don't filter. I don't contour. I don't shape, thin, whatever. I don't do any of that. I come across or try to be as absolutely real as possible. The only edits you'll ever catch me doing are brightening things up so you can see more of the picture or sharpening the image just to get some clarity back. Um, But I'm not doing anything to, you know, remove anything from my face or my body. Uh, So 0.5 can either help a girl out or it can really, really damage your reputation. If I had the short haircut and Jack posts a video like that of me, it's over. I mean, it is literally over. No one wants to watch that. So I feel bad that she was put on blast like that. She did release a tweet later that said, you know, I can do better. I will do better. I will, you know, wear my mask. And I feel for that, too, because... I have my personal opinions. I've shared them before. But, you know, at the end of the day, as we have discussed, A, we're not, I'm not a controversial person. I'm not going to put someone out at Stewart's or whatever to try to confront me and reprimand me. And I don't want to be caught out there. There ain't no real paparazzi in Saratoga, but apparently there's creeping security footage out there. I don't want to be the one that's caught in a bad look like that. Not respecting the rules, but my God, I hope the rules are over in terms of masks on February 1st, I just read that the cases are going down. Um, I could not keep track of my mask for the life of me during my pretty poor fashion appearance in Buffalo just due to the amounts of coats and layers and jackets and boots and things constantly switching. Fanny pack can never remember what freaking pocket what is in. So I, I do feel for Senator Gillibrand. And if you catch any videos of me from my other podcast, Behind the Buttons, Please ignore and always remember the camera ends adds 10 pounds and I will not be auditioning for Miss Piggy in the next round of the Muppets. Okay, I really hope I have a brighter future ahead and that this improv class works for me. Um, All right, girls. I mean, I think that's it. It's a little short and sweet. We have a big week ahead. We have the metabolic event coming up this Saturday in Boston Spa. As I mentioned, Bear Blends is going to be there. You can um, catch me there. I think I'll maybe go with a little sporty outfit. I have a glam look coming up for the Behind 
Nope, not behind the buttons. The Golden Button Awards that will be debuting soon on Two Buttons Deep. What else do I have coming up? Um, hmm. I guess that's it for now. I'll leave you with two things, though. Let's start thinking spring. Let's start thinking about some new merchandise for the Botanista. What do you want to see? Should we go sporty? Should we go summery? Should we go ball caps? Should we go, I don't know what a, what's a synonym to a, a something else to a ball cap, but I'm starting to brainstorm a spring collection. Let's think about some new phrases. I have a few written down. We did Chasing Friday. We did First Sip Club. What is the next big phrase of the Botanista that is going to come out in the year ahead? Who knows? That is left unwritten. I'm very excited about that. But let's start thinking about it. Maybe I'll put some feelers out there. I have one sweatshirt that I'm waiting to release to do a little pre-order. I've teased that before, but I want to get that out at some point. And last but not least, don't forget about my friends at Manscaped. Similar to Mr. Formal and ladies leading the decision on fashion, you are going to lead the decisions on the future of your man's balls. Are you going to cup them? Are you going to lick them? Are you going to swallow them? What are you going to do with them? Absolutely nothing, let me tell you, if they are not manscaped. Sorry, I'm peeking here because I want you to be peeking in your bed, your couch, your kitchen table. I don't care. And that's only going to happen if your man manscaped. So go ahead to manscaped.com. Use code BUTTONISTA on their website for 20% off and free worldwide shipping to ease the boredom of your winter, relieve stress and anxiety, look good, feel good, play good, smell good, balling all the time. That's it for today. I will see you next Tuesday. Yeah, baby, we got it. Let's do some edamame to close the show.